Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast, you were going to run for mayor. He is going to. You run will win. No, I'm not running for you mayor. I'm win. just. I'm doing a hostile takeover. Yeah, you're the only person living there, so <laughs> you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Growing pains. Uh, the little kid there, Ben. He turned Growing out to be pains. real ugly. Did he? Real ugly kid. Mm-hmm. Tell me, darling. Tell me, dear. What's the size of your procedure? <laughs> Is it A, B, C, or D, cup 36 or 42? Mm-hmm. He would tie his hands to the chair <laughs> and his feet to the chair. Mm-hmm. He's like, you <laughs> take the <laughs> loose me up. Mm-hmm. Your dad doing all right? Yeah, my dad, you got a good pension. Oh, good for him. He's got a pension. That's good. He always worked hard, your dad. <laughs> and you got a house. Yeah, we have a house with a pool. A pool. You have a house and a pool. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Then they're drinking later. You and your <laughs> oh, and your dad's a big hoose as well. You, you, you know. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, presented by Coors Light. You wait. Dads. Dads. It's the Jay and Dan podcast. Yeah, it was a very special podcast last weekend. We spent, for the first time ever, with one guest the entire podcast. When you say a very special podcast, it sounds like one of those episodes of, uh, I don't know, The Fresh Prince, where like Will Smith's dad would show up for one episode and make a bunch of promises, <laughs> and then at the end he'd be like, you are not my father, to Uncle Phil. Come tomorrow, I'm out of here. Oh yeah, I don't think so. Who cares what you think? You are not my father! <laughs> so yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, he And was I can't awesome. believe that uh, the Scottish joke is not a part of his repertoire. I understand it. I was thinking about it because it was so funny. But I also understand it because you don't want to be the comedian whose only bit is doing your, your dad's funny accent. Because <laughs> yeah. there are plenty of comedians who have made a good living doing that. Um, and that's totally fine. But maybe Jerry just doesn't want that. Uh, our guest, uh, One of our guests on today's podcast is going to be country music superstar. Country music renegade Wheeler Walker Jr. He was on our podcast uh, in L.A. He sure his was. His first album. So he, he will was. be one of our guests. Yeah, he was in studio with us. Uh, hilarious guy. He's going to be joining us on the phone. And then uh, TSN UFC analyst Aaron Bronstetter to talk about UFC 217 this past weekend at Madison oh, Square boy. Garden in oh, New before, York City. Before we dive Boom. into that. Um, I've got breaking news here on the podcast. Oh, you had sex with one of the who? No. Guess who's going to be, could be in the building right now as we speak. Um, I'm going to guess Matt Duchesne. Anne freaking Murray. Oh, no way. Yeah, they told me in makeup. They said, by the way, Anne's going to be here in about 10 minutes. I'm like, we're taping uh, the podcast. Can't she come over here? I know. Uh, did we you need talk that to picture. Spring? So, yes. short story. What did she say? She said she's going to be here, but she's here till like 9.30, so I think after the podcast, we can go down. Okay. But it'd be cool if we could get her on the TV show. It'd Darn be cool it. if we could get her on the podcast, the TV yeah. show, everything. Yeah, I'd love to talk to but Anne But you, you know what? Yeah. Anne doesn't want to come over to do this. She's no, like, no, she's she's above us. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, I understand. I'm fine with that. It doesn't mean we can't ask. You know, maybe she's a big fan of the Jane Dan podcast presented by Coors Light. So maybe when we Why not, eh? we go get a picture with Canada's songbird. That's what we should do. Get a nice pic with her and uh, just and have a little chat ski. She'll be like, and you guys are say. By the way, and we just want to have a chat with you and just continue gently gl- guiding her over to the studio. I thought you were going to say gently guiding her somewhere else. No, to not the with bedroom. Um, Want to see my slide? Yeah, that was the breaking news. But yes, UFC what, two seventeen. It was. Yeah. What a huge hit it was. The, Great the time. Pay per view was less than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. How much was it? My fifty nine bucks. My wife. Fifty nine bucks. So I didn't make anyone pay. My wife. You didn't make anyone pay. No. As if I would. I'm well, not didn't you have like like twelve people over? It would have been like two dollars. Oh, it was a who's who of uh, podcast stars. Um, Skate Lace was there. Oh, Skate Lace. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Who's he telling the story? Guys, here's what (laughs) I did to Toolsy a couple weeks ago. Unbelievable stuff. Um, (laughs) Tubesy was there. Hey, guys, guess what I got? My Peter. The whole shrinking. Sticking something in there all the time. Pass the beer nuts. And Bootsy, my buddy Boots. So we had Tubesy, Bootsy, and Skate Lace. Have we had... We've had... Gee Boodlier on, but we haven't had boot, Boots Boodlier on, oh. have we? No, we're going to have to have him on. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but uh, also good times in, uh, in 
the town that you will eventually be mayor of, <laughs> Mystery Town, Ontario. <laughs> oh, I, I think we did, by the way, reveal it last week. Yeah. 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 So we did reveal it. So can we openly talk about it? Sure. Uh, okay. I have a new idea. He's not happy about that. I have a new idea for the town. I don't know if I've revealed it here yet. Oh, okay. Here we go. New idea for Dance Town. Did I mention this last week? But I want to have it Christmas Swingers year round. Club? Oh, yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. Christmas year. I think you did. Did he? No. No? no. Okay, sorry. So Christmas You've mentioned it to so me So you go to the downtown Friday. July 2nd. It feels like it's December 25th. I like the idea in theory, actually. Part of me worries a little bit that, like, it's those stores that are Christmas stores all year round. Like, yeah, you have Santa's Workshop, then you have uh, the North Pole, which is right. your little uh, pub, bar. Then you have. Or could uh, it be a strip club? Santa's House. The North Pole? <laughs> Why not, eh? And all Santa's elves and Mrs. Claus themed uh, strippers and waitresses. And then halfway. Oh, and then the guy in the DJ booth? Santa Claus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give it up for Snow- candy. No, snowflake. Give it up for a dancer. <laughs> give it up for vixen. Those are pretty good stripper names, actually. Those and are then, pretty good stripper. And names. then somewhere Donner, on Main Street, not as good. You got to find some reindeer. Just have them wandering around. So just reindeer wandering the streets all year round, <laughs> on the lawns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. That, I don't know about the reindeer. You okay, had so me until the reindeer. How about a reindeer farm? Okay, they can run free, then. nice big field, um, you know, not cruel. But the kids then come <laughs> and pet them and hope they don't die. And then so it's close to the GTA. At least twice a year, families coming up. They're making that trek. It's, uh, it is close-ish. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I, have, how, how twice about, a year? I think maybe once. Okay. You're lucky. How about a Santa Claus parade every day? That's pushing it. You're not Disneyland. <laughs> Right? You're not Disneyland. You can't have the f***ing parade down Main Street USA every day. You could have a parade, though. Yeah, you'd have the most kick-ass Santa Claus parade, but it would be one block, right? Or we hire a Santa and we like, you walk the town all day. Yeah, and just wander around and he just gets bombed. <laughs> and by the end of the day, it's just him and undershirt and the pants. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, take you off the list right now. Welcome to Christmas town, you little f- so yeah, our uh, the town would be making the news all the time. I I, I gotta say, uh, you are uh, full of just amazing ideas for this town. There's no reason why you shouldn't be the mayor. I feel like you have more passion, more passion. Oh, we have another. Uh, by the way, another another uh, ad campaign ad because okay. Dan's taken over, uh, w- wanting to run for mayor of Warnell. Let's hear. It. Let's hear it. Dan O'Toole, selfless. You eat, you don't have to buy any presents. A handyman. Just going down to fix the basement. Going to fix the furnace again. A protector of wildlife. And it was rabbit, but it wasn't. Oh, you shot it for nothing. <laughs> and hopefully soon, I'm the f***ing mayor. So on election day, vote Dan for mayor. Hashtag Toolsy for mayor. Remember, you're no fool with O'Toole. I love it. Great job, Christoph. Great job. My name's Dan O'Toole, and I support this ad. Isn't that what you say at the end? Don't you say, I approve this message? Yeah, I say it different. See, I don't use the regular lingo that the other politicians use. I use my own lingo. I don't use the regular lingo. I'm going to drain the swamp. I'll kill your dog. Is there a swamp? Out there, that oh, there's swamps everywhere. Yeah, yeah, there probably is a swamp there. Um, okay, so uh, when do you officially make the declaration? When do we get to celebrate your coronation? Um, I'm excited about the idea of coming out there, having a big party. Oh, it's going to be great at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you do for UFC 217? Well, we had uh, we had some pals over as well, and uh, I got to tell you, I have never seen, and I mean this, I've never seen my wife. Um, I've never seen her go so eight bananas as she did when GSP won that fight, and it was when he when he got him with the left. She said over and over, kill him. Wow. Kill him. It was like, My kill him. Kill him. That's a bit, bit aggressive. I was, and then she's jumping around when he won. I don't think she was that excited when we had our child. 
was uh, was well, everyone? I in know the, she was. Was everyone at the party kind of like standing back? Were they like getting? Oh yeah, a, no. It, like today, uh, one of our friends sent her an email. Like I, I'm still thinking about that. Like what happened? <laughs> And your reaction, looking over at you, I'll never get that image out of my mind. She was jumping around. She really loves GSP. I think I've talked about this before. We went to his last fight in Vegas in 2013 where he won, I'm putting that in quotations, over Johnny Hendricks. She was the only person in the building who, she was like George Costanza saying, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's how she felt about that victory. Like, if it's a win, it's a win. So, yeah, she was ecstatic. Because I have to be honest... Leading up to that moment, I think we were all, everyone there was a little, uh, how do I say this? We were worried. We were a little worried, maybe. Especially in the second round. He looked winded. Let me, well, he put on an extra 15 pounds, and let me say this. He looked good. He looked good. He looked massive. Yeah, he looked good. He carried the weight well. But in the first round, he looked amazing. Like, like Bisping didn't know what the hell to do with him. Yeah. But that second round, he it was like. Then they were come, you know. By the way, do you like the three man booth in the UFC? You like the the Rogan uh, Daniel Cormier with uh, our good buddy John Anik? I think uh, people were talking too loud at the. I've, I, you didn't. You were. I think we, well, you were bombed by that point. No, we watched it, but we're What's having conversations I? and. Welcome to the hiccups. What's on my TV? Oh, yeah. And then Tate Lace is t- telling oh, the story skate again. Lace, yeah. Skate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, did I tell you the scale? Yeah, you told it. Four and Dave's times. like, what? what uh, 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 Tubesy, he's like, what about my penis? Who like, wants to hear about my peen? <laughs> you guys, who wants to hear? Oh, George St. Pierre won. Um, but I was torn, as we talked about. I, I felt a little bad for Bisping, but also, he was so great at the end day. Eh? He was just like, yeah, I said some things at the end. Of, I'm just trying to get through my day at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was great. And, then, uh, and uh, he made a lot of And money. then our buddy uh, Cody Garbrandt. He uh, that was a shocker. He was flying to the top of the UFC, and then that I happened. Know. I so thought he, he was. Uh, he lose. He lost to uh, TJ Dillashaw. The way he beat Dominic Cruz, a legend in the sport who had the title for a long time. The way he he broke him down mentally and just made him look like nothing. I thought, man, this guy and just Garbrandt was such a stud, uh, such a. Uh, <laughs> Small town, tough guy, been in so many fights, fought his brother, as his, he talked about. His brother, Big Dumb Zach. Yeah, Big Dumb Zach. How, when they wanted him. to fight, they wouldn't just fight right there, they'd drive down to the river. Yeah, I love that. So, meet, me so, at, meet me at the plant, or whatever, so there's a plant down by the town. river. Yeah, I love it. It's. I mean, I thought he was going to rule that division forever. And it, you know what? Maybe he'll come back. He said after the fight, you know, I'm still the better fighter, he got the better of me tonight. So I, I can't wait for the rematch of that one. But... Um, the truth is, Dillashaw at the end of the first round was saved by the bell. I mean, he that could have been the end of it right yeah, there. He got a little Zach Morris. He did get a little Zach Morris. He looks a little like Zach Morris if Zach Morris had his nose broken four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like they were talking about. He's so loose in there. Like he's just like he's not even fighting. He's having a good time. Loosey goosey. Yeah, he's very loosey goosey. And then that Rose Nama Eunice. She's like. Can I ask a question about attractiveness without coming across as sexist? I don't know how, what the what the, what the environment know, maybe, is. Any, I can't. I don't know what I can say anymore. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to say is that <laughs> I think she's an attractive woman, um, and that she could be like a real face of of the UFC now. Right? Um, is that okay that I said that? I don't know what I can say anymore. No, you didn't. I think, I think she's you're okay. Yeah, saying someone's attractive, but she's like. The way she is in the ring, like she's. You like said T.J. Dillashaw's attractive because he looks like Zach. Sure, Morris. yeah, I implied that so because if you, you look like Mark Mark Paul Gosselar, you're by proxy, you're attractive. So there you go. So was he on our some. show once? He was. He yeah. was uh, because he was. Uh, oh, well, he was in that uh, pitch. That's right. Mark, we're po- talking about Mark Paul Gosselar, who played Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell, was on Fox Sports Live with Jane Dan to promote pitch, and he was the catcher. He, yeah. was, he was the catcher in that and that, that uh, show. That show's gone bye bye. That's gone. That's it. That and our buddy bye. and our buddy CJ Nikowski was. Um, he was on it. You no, know, he was an advisor for them. Oh, that's right. So that's they'd, right. They'd uh, call him up and say, "Would this happen in a baseball yeah. game?" He's like, "No, do it this way." Yeah, so. do it this way, or say it like this. Like they go, he'd go through. The, they'd send him the script, right? And he'd be like, "Okay, now change this, change that." That which is, um, by the way. How do we become consultants? That's the job you want. A consultant to anything. Life consultant. Well, but that's like a fraud, fraudulent thing. <laughs> we need to somehow, we need to somehow Wait, so parlay 
what our skills are, okay. which is this, yeah. into a consulting job. So we don't have to do this, but we can tell other people how to do this. How do we do that? Have you ever sat in one of those sessions in TV where a consultant comes in and breaks down your, like, your newscast? We did this in Vancouver no, once a week. No, one ever, we never had anyone do that. Like, so it, Moses Neimer, because it was City TV, the launch in Vancouver, he would bring this guy in and he's like, pausing the newscast like every five minutes. He's like, this story, it's gone on too long. You got to get to the point. Why isn't there more Nat sound here? Mm-hmm. Plays it. And then, so he's just breaking down every single it. thing. I love that. But again, we walked out of there. We're like, eh. Yeah, you can't remember all of it. It's, it'd be better if they gave you one good thing, one nugget. Yeah. Everyone was just waiting for him to say like, hey, uh, Dan, you great uh, sportscast. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, you're a rising star. I, he never I've said been that. watching you. He never said that. It was just, but you'd wait. You're like, oh. He does like some things. He liked that guy's report. He likes me. <laughs> I'm going to be in Toronto soon. That's when Moses Neimer um, had never had an interaction with the man in my life, and he walked up to me and said, you and Catherine Humphreys should have TV babies. Ugh. I know. It was really creepy. Well, there's, been, there's a lot of stories about uh, Catherine Humphreys. Or not Catherine Humphreys. <laughs> I was going to say Catherine. what? I meant Moses Neimer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any stories about Catherine. No, Catherine. She married awesome. Johnny Faye. She's a wonderful person. Yeah. Uh, but Moses, yeah, different time, different place, <laughs> different channel, different people. I was told. I don't know if this is an urban legend, but I left City TV to come to TSN before the launch party. Oh, right after that focus group. <laughs> And I was told that at the launch party, go on. They brought in a bus full of women to linger around the party, and there was prostitutes. Trays of joints being passed around. This is what people I used to work with. They're like, it was the wildest party I've ever been to, and it was at the TV station. Why? Well, I, I, but I don't. So I, I don't know if they're I telling think, the truth or is it just like urban legend now. I think they're that thing like much music, city TV. In Toronto, in the 80s and 90s, was a debaucherous place. This cannot be undersold. Um, I told a quick story in my book about um, volunteering to be a server at one of their Christmas parties when I was going to Rye High. And uh, Moses comes out, sits right in the front. They bring a big screen. They bring out a big screen at this party, and they start playing the outtakes of a Speaker's Corner. Oh, yeah. And it was just, like, explicit sex jobs... Crazy and this at the party at the Christmas party oh, and everyone and everyone's dying laughing like everyone's like this is amazing there, no one's offended everyone's laughing everyone's having a good time again different time like can you imagine trying to pull that off now like, everyone involved would be fired would be fired exactly the person that pressed play you're fired the person that put the edited the video together you're fired yeah. everyone yeah so. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was it was really unbelievable to witness. And again, I'm like a kid. I'm like a student. And they're like putting this on the screen in front of me like, is this what you want? But they did. They did want people to see that. That would have been a fun, fun work in there. But disrespectful mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Should we... Uh, let's call up... Uh, Wheeler? Yeah, let's call up Wheeler. Yeah. Wheeler Walker Jr. He is um, on tour right now. So we're going to get him on the road. Uh, it's his second album that is out right now. We had him on after his first. Nice. His um, his second album is Old Wheeler. So the the background, if you missed the first interview, he Old Wheeler. No one wanted to produce his his album because it's so explicit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, F- "It, I'm gonna do it myself." Mm-hmm. Put all his money, uh, pulled all his money, and mm-hmm. did it himself. And now he's on to album number two. Doing um, great. Here, Played the troubadour in L.A., I remember. To give you an indication, um, here's the uh, the song titles. You got uh, King, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Round, Puss in Boots, Finger Up My Butt, mm-hmm. Summers in Kentucky. Okay. Uh, I won't read the that name of That one seems pretty tame. I won't uh, read the name of that one. Uh, Ain't Got Enough Dick to Go Round. If My Dick Is Up, Why Am I Down? That's a good title. Small Town Saturday Night. P- pictures on That's my phone. Cover. Yeah. Uh, and the last uh, song on his second album is Poon. So that kind of gives an indication of what uh, where old Wheeler Walker Jr. is uh, coming from. I actually am disappointed he didn't call the album Poon, because that seems like it would have been a nice title. 
Well, we can start with that. I'm here, but can I just interrupt for a second? Of course. How are you, buddy? Good to talk to you again, man. I, I, we miss you guys here in America. I'll tell you that. Thanks, oh, man. Thank you. Oh, we miss I, you. I really, I love the show, and you know, there's, it's it's a tough time for a uh, sports TV, as you probably read in uh, old Canada there. Oh but, yeah. Uh, it was a great show, um, and you know, we miss it. And I don't know if there's a way to get the new one here or not, but you gotta like register your computer for a Canadian URL. I'm sure you'll go through that step. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I was actually in the middle of doing that when you <laughs> so, uh, uh, but, so, Jay... But, I, but what I was going to say was, uh, it actually came up to call the album Poon. Okay, but, there you oh, go. Oh, okay. But we, no one could figure out, and to this day we can't figure out if that's a bad word or not, because I claim it's not. I think you could get away with it. It but would yeah, be brilliant. We couldn't say on our show tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Poon actually... I have to look it up. I don't know if you guys got a computer near you, what the exact definition of it is, but... Um, is it short for poontang? I mean, that's what that's how I use it, but yeah. I, I wonder if there's another meaning of the word, because I was going to call my <laughs> my tour the poon tour, and they you know, the flyers go up and posters go up all over the city, and they told me no for that. So, so yeah, the, the poon is short for poontang. We just Googled it, and uh, and then poontang, it says, a woman or a woman regarded solely in terms of potential sexual gratification. Oh, that's not cool. No, no, no that's not no, cool. We don't no. appreciate that. Yeah, no. well, I mean, as you know, it's a tough time. This is a real tough time to uh, to uh, sing uncensored, you know, oh, let man. yourself go in uh, in America with uh, this uh, crazy Harvey line. Weinstein everything up for you, man. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I would say I would say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm not the biggest victim of Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> but still, yeah, <laughs> that guy. So, you are on tour, and, uh, you come into a town, tell us the process, because your tickets sell out, and your crowd, I almost picture you have to be behind chicken wire, because they probably get well lit up, and then your music just drives them even further. Yeah, we've, we've had some problems. I'm really, I get really, um, by the way, am I, can I curse here? And you guys Go okay. for it, yeah. Um, and by the way, I don't know if I'm even going to curse right now, but um, my thing is I don't take, sh- I don't take, sh- you know, if I see a fight, I'll just, I don't give a, sh- I'll stop song and i will say one sign that i'm noticing that things are getting bigger is um women are showing up mm-hmm. i don't know if you know what women are but my last tour i, I did i for, kind of forgot what women were <laughs> the, the first tour was just a sausage fest and now it's we're getting a more diverse audience with women i see women at the front rows and men start getting a little you know frisky and um you know dancing and smashing them up and i'll just stop the song like you know be a f- gentleman you know mm-hmm. it's like you know, I don't mind you two-stepping or something, but don't mosh and all that. So, but I'll just stop the song and say, "It's a lot of power from that stage." I'll stop the song and point a finger, and say, "Get, get the hell out of here, man." So, how? Give us some tales from the tour bus. Do you guys do it uh, old school, like Waylon Jennings, or, or are things calm now? Well, you know, it, it's actually that's one of the more surprising things for me is that um, how much I need it kind of calm because the shows are so kind of I wouldn't say crazy, but you know. So intense that I just, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of an older guy, you know, I'm not 20. So if this happened when I was 20, yeah, I could have, I'd be drinking every night, but I just, and I tried it. Don't get me wrong. I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know how guys did, like Waylon Jennings. I don't know if you're watching the Mike Judge thing uh, where he, he does tales from the, the band oh, members. I've heard a lot about it, but I, I don't, uh, my buddy Billy Joe Shaver did one too, I heard. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're unreal. But these guys, like Waylon, stand up for five days at a time and just doing bricks of cocaine. How do you live? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, that's what, that's what, it's a good point. I mean, I can't do it with, with bourbon, you know. Yeah, maybe you need to mix the cocaine and bourbon. Maybe yeah, that's I mean, the key. I don't know that I'm getting the best advice right here, but um, <laughs> but seriously, you notice your body. I, mean, I don't know if you guys, you if you guys are feeling that yet. Like, you know, you get a hangover, and then it's a different thing to get a hangover and then have to drive to Kansas City that night and play a show. It's like once you get that first one, like. It, you, you don't recover for weeks. Yeah, that's there's no that's time. Crap. So, yeah, that's and I, I really pride myself on putting on a good show. So um, it's uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want people leaving the show going, oh man, we we should have come to the first show. <laughs> should have come to the afternoon show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't want people leaving saying, you know, uh, you know, hungover, you know, drunken ass. So 
Well, yeah, let me ask you this, Wheeler Walker Jr. Are you feeling, because I know after the first album you were feeling uh, maybe not as accepted by the Nashville establishment as perhaps you felt you deserved to be. Do you feel now, with prolonged success, you've proven yourself as a, as a touring musician that perhaps Nashville is starting to accept you? Um, short answer, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, my I, the new album, Old Wheeler, didn't get it, didn't get any cleaner. That's for sure. Um, and you know, I think it has less to do, honestly, with the language. I mean, as far as the depends on what you call the establishment. There's, I mean, the biggest names in country music are big fans of mine that reached out. You know, some of those are are guys who play horrible music but are nice guys. You know, what are you going to say? Yeah. You know, um, but you know, the the establishment itself. I think they're more upset that I, you know. That I release my albums independently. I don't need their system, and I'm selling shows without the radio. I'm just doing everything. You know, they have a formula that they use, which is sign them to a big label, put yeah. them on the radio, put them on CMT. They do all this, you know, put them on the award shows, and I'm and I'm getting their getting the audience without um, playing by their rules. I think that probably upsets them more. Which is, you know, don't let out the secret that you don't that that we don't have the power. You know, because they want you to think that the only way to make it is through them, and I. I'm kind of one of the people proving that you don't need them. And one of the good things is you have complete ownership on everything. So I think, is is this album the same as last? Can we play a song from it right now? You can play whatever the hell you want, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, same thing. I, I, I'm not going to give my... I don't give my songs. My songs are my kids, you know. I um, um, I was going to say my songs are my kids. I beat the shit out of them. No, <laughs> my, my songs are my kids. And, uh, you know, I, I ain't going to give anybody, anybody else, you know, have the rights to those. You yeah. Know, if you, um, you play whatever you want. So we're going to play a little uh, Puss in Boots here. This uh, It's over 2 million views on YouTube. Yeah, it's amazing what tits will do for a video. Titties are hard as rocks And up in New York City On an uptap it is like a shave But I prefer a little fur on a burger If you want me to tell the truth I like my boots Girl knows how to hop the town Comes along to a whaling town While she's coming on my Wow. Okay, so so many things to unpack here. So this is a, your video on YouTube, and there are there are bare breasts. I thought YouTube had a no um, nudity policy. You know what? I was as shocked as you. We actually did it through um, Vivo, which is like the music video place, and they allow breasts. And I guess they've got a deal. Listen, I I, I don't want to speak out of school. But this is what I think happened. I guess they got a deal with YouTube. But yeah, when I saw naked breasts with the YouTube logo on top, I was like. I wanted to call the I wanted to call the cops on myself. I didn't understand. <laughs> is is it just me, Wheeler, or or is that video a beautiful homage to Warren's cherry pie video, except with nakedness? Um, I would. I mean, I I think it's way better than cherry pie. But um, yeah. I mean, I grew up. Listen, I I'd be probably embarrassed to say how many times I watched that cherry pie video, and what I did in my bedroom after I watched yeah, it. Me too. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of those things are probably more subconscious than I think. Because I grew up, in, I grew up in an age of just garbage music. I mean, Cherry Pie was a fun video, but I mean, damn, that's the worst song I've ever. Horrible heard. band, horrible. Yeah, horrible yeah. band, horrible song. But you know, it seeps into you, and you kind of can't the cheesiness of the video that I think that we kind of got the feeling of on that. And you know, just another example of me. Like what I always try to do with my music is, you know, Puss in Boots, a perfect example for the people listening to it is a. Uh, you know, just be yourself. I mean, ain't nobody doing that, what what you just played. It's like, I got that to myself. Luke Bryan ain't playing, you know, playing that song, so. And your hooks, like, it's, the, the, that's what you pride yourself on, is it's actually good music. Take out the lyrics. Like, you're creating good songs. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, that's what really what, you know, the only thing I care about, and I think, again, back to what is pissing Nashville off, is I think that the, the guys in the suits on Music Row, you know, um, you know they're pissed off at me, but they 
get in their car and they put the mute, they put the CD in or whatever. Those guys are so dumb they probably still listen to CDs. Um, they're, uh, Take their know, they're pants like, down. They're just like, damn, this is pretty good. You know? um, when are we gonna see up in our neck of the woods, so to speak? Well, I gotta figure that out. I get. A, I think I'd, I'd have to check. I heard I'm doing pretty well in Canada. I mean, obviously with with the uh, with old Jay and Dan's, I ain't gonna hurt things. But I gotta get up there soon. I would say one of my most popular uh, tweets I see is, you know, get your ass up to Canada. Yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta do the whole tour. You, De- yeah, definitely go out west. You'll be massive. And, listen, I don't need to tell you about it, but from what I've heard, it's just you know, there's just there's the you know Toronto, there's what you know Vancouver. It's just like there's not. Uh, it's hard to do a whole tour, you know. I, what I got to figure out is a way. Maybe you know, next time I go, I'm near Toronto. You know, in America, do that, and you know, do we can know, but we can map they, out your tour. Like you've got to hit Regina, you got to hit Saskatoon, you got to hit Winnipeg. Yeah, how like how do those people hear about it? Maybe through the, this podcast. Yeah, well, the, and the the prairies are are the bread and butter of country music in Canada, so they will uh, they will lap up what you are dishing out, my friend. I think that's where you need to go. But we'll help you. I'm in. That. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe we can do uh, a dual tour because guess who's in the building right now as we speak here? Uh, we we haven't seen her, but uh, we've heard she's here. Anne Murray. Oh yeah, she's she's been a big fan for a while. <laughs> so yeah, you and Anne touring Canada, you're selling out stadiums. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. What, what we got to do the? We have to you know put the rug on the on the hawk on the ice for the hot the hockey arenas. But <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> Anne's used to that. Yeah, um, no, I'm definitely down for that. And you know, I, I've always been I've always been down for a Jay and Dan touring Incorporated has always been good to me. So perfect. Well, you map, we, it, you map it out, and I'll do it. I've been I've wanted to go for a while. I mean, again, I don't know as much outside of America how we're doing, but I hear that Canada's really good, and oddly, Australia is huge, is what I hear. Everything's big in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Wheeler, we thank you uh, for uh, coming on the show. Uh, you're welcome back anytime you want. And yes, we will design and uh, put the, the blueprint for your Canadian tour. Yeah, just hit. hit I was going to say hit on my people, but. Let's just make you my people. Yes. I love it. We Perfect. are your people, my friend. Okay, uh, new album's of, awesome. Thank you, my friend. Well, best of luck up there because, like I said, I miss you down here. So um, uh, I'll, I'll figure out my – I'll configure my computer to, so I can <laughs> – Okay, get it. that URL changed. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have I'll – have, my manager's going to have a pissed-off night. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He's got to earn his money. Yeah, exactly. You know what? For what I pay him – he should be changing my URLs every five minutes. <laughs> he is Wheeler Walker Jr. You can get his uh, newest album, Old Wheeler, wherever you buy music, uh, on Spotify, on iTunes. I think it's on iTunes. Apple Music. Yeah. I think they call it Apple Music now. Oh. Or, I don't know. That's what the streaming thing is, but it'll be there. I'm a Spotify guy. Yeah, well, you know, they're both great. I think they're both excellent. It's really about the which uh, interface you like better, I think. This one's good. It's it's got green and it's got black. I love the concept of being able to stream music. We we take it for granted. For ten bucks a month, you're streaming everything. Maybe that's how cable should be. What stream everything? For ten bucks a month, we'd still make what we're making, right? We gotta. <laughs> how many friends do you have that have cut the cord? Um, not as many as well. But you and I are old, so not as many as. <laughs> Not as many as you might think. A couple, but not as many as you might think. Because most of my friends are still want to watch the spurts. Speaking of being old, so Steve Webb, we mentioned him quite a, quite a bit. He's a, a friend of the podcast. Um, the conversation we're having right now, he's like, how do I see your show? He's living down in Long Island. Right. I said, well, you got to change your URL. So 240-something guys. And then he's like, well, how do you do that? I'm like, yeah. I don't know? know. Nobody knows. Does Aaron Bronstetter <laughs> know? Aaron Bronstetter is here, our... Uh, our TSN, can I call you the TSN MMA analyst, Aaron Bronstetter? You can call me what you want as long as you call me. So what, uh, what do you think of that? What, do you like that? how that sounds? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's cool. You know, the UFC is, has always been kind of like my baby. I love the UFC. And I kept pitching things to, to the folks upstairs here at TSN saying, you know, we should go to these events. They're getting really big and yeah. these things are, are happening. We're not there and we're rights holders and we can get really good exclusive rights. And they said, you know, you know what, why don't you go? You, you know a lot about the sport. And I said, oh, okay. And that's kind of how it happened. You... That's because of me. I told them to send you years ago. When we got the rights here, I said, Aaron knows more about MMA, period, than all of you combined. 
he should be running that whole department for you. It took him a couple of years because they had to find out who you were. <laughs> but once they did, they were ecstatic, and now you're a star, my friend. Once on, I slipped into their DMs, it was over. That's it. Could you lobby to get us another microphone for in here? Because right now, <laughs> Jay and Aaron, they're sharing a microphone like they're doing a duet. I like it. I'm thinking maybe a splitter. Like, we can just get a splitter. That's, that's about the power that I have, the yeah. clout that I have. So here. we were in a different studio last week, and it's like... It's like a professional studio with a big table and more than two microphones, but you can't get phone you calls from take, in there. When are we going to be able to take phone calls in there? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> oh, I heard November. We were, but wait. Really? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, but it's November. Um, we work for a phone company yeah, and a computer company. That's like worst. Not a computer, but an internet company. They're working on it. And we just bought an alarm working. company. We did? Alarm yeah. Force? Alarm Force. Bell purchased Alarm, alarm Force. Alarm Force! Bell Property. Copyright Bell. Alarm <laughs> Force! What, so who's the guy who did the Alarm Force ads? He started a new company. Joel something? Joel. I'm Joel Ma- Matlin. Or yeah, Matlin. That's Joel Matlin, yeah. I'm Joel Matlin. But he started. he's now on a different commercial. He's doing the same commercial for a different company. Oh. Him. No, because he probably <laughs> sold that company. He's like, I'm going to start another one. Yeah, that's smart. Okay, let's get back to UFC oh, 217. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Bronstetter, you were there. Describe the atmosphere. It was awesome. You know, you knew that the GSP fans were in the house when you heard the Olay chants during the main event. That's yeah. when it was like, okay, people were wondering, are GSP fans going to show up? And there were like basically paid GSP fans there this week that had a GSP returns geese. And you were like, there's no way that there was a collective effort between the 15 of you to make gspreturns.com geese and then show up to press conferences and cheer. But at the end of the day, a lot of GSP fans did show up, and apparently it was the top-selling pay-per-view in Canada history, Canadian history. It yeah. beat Connor and Floyd, More which is cool. Connor yeah, Dana said it was trending to that. Now, did this card, because of all the upsets, have the same kind of feel as the night um, Nate beat uh, Connor and that same night what Holly Holm beat Ronda? That was in Vegas. Did it have the same kind of feel because of all those belts changing? That was in Australia, right? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking uh, Holly lost to uh, Misha. Right. Right, yeah. so that was UFC 200. No, those were all different cards. I'm sorry, Dan. Okay. Those were all different cards. But what you know what? <laughs> they were all crazy. All, a lot of those upsets were wild. A lot wild. of craziness. <laughs> well, I was at yeah, both when, of, when Holm, I, when I Holm beat Rousey, that was the moment where you were like, wow, anything yeah. really can happen in this sport. She was like a 7-1 to one underdog. And then Rose this weekend was close. She was like a 6-1 to one underdog against Joanna, and Joanna's tearing through everybody. She, you know, I, I posted a stat last week uh, in the, the essay that I did that in her last fight, which she had, or sorry, her last five fights, she has more combined strikes than Demetrius Johnson has in his entire title run, and wow. he is the you know the cha- the uh, record holder for the most consecutive title defenses. So her numbers are staggering in terms of her output, but she didn't get a chance to have much output because it was over three minutes into the fight, Let's which was crazy. Can, can, I said something. Sorry, Dan. I want to say I said something about uh, Rose that I thought she was uh, very pretty, that she could be uh, like a new female face of the UFC. I'm fr- I'm afraid to say these things about women. I, I don't want to you know, overstep or. Or seem like I'm being sexist, but am I wrong? Like she, the only issue with her is I don't know if she speaks. She's so quiet. She's very quiet, but she's very striking. Like when you when you're with her face to face, she has these kind of piercing blue eyes. She's very uh, disarming. Right. Where you kind of don't know, you, you get a little bit lost when you're talking to her because A, she doesn't have a ton to say, so you ask her a question, she gives you a short answer, and you're like, what am I going to ask next? And you get into that panic mode that I'm sure you guys have both experienced before. Every interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll try to go easy on you uh, when, when I do the show later on. Um, but she's, yeah, she's very striking, and when she had the longer hair, I think she definitely had appeal. She actually shaved it off because she wanted to show that she's not in this for the sex appeal. She want, she also donated her hair, obviously, for, for a good cause, but she, she's been shaving it ever since. She just says she's a lot more comfortable. She doesn't have to braid it in the cage, and yeah. she says fighting's it's, not about I mean, not sex appeal. That's brilliant. Can we go back to my confusion? Um, but didn't Holly and Connor both lost in the same night? No, Holly lost at UFC no. 200 against Misha, and... Uh, Ronda lost in Australia. It was two o two, I believe, where Connor lost. If I'm not mistaken, it was either two o two where Connor was, lost when Connor or lost, when he won I again. Would... No, two o two was when he beat him again. When sorry, when Connor came back and won, and then I think it was one ninety six where he because I remember I'm I was really bad with these Connor numbers. Connor wasn't in two hundred. Connor wasn't in two hundred because he refused to do media for That's it. And right. They said, "Sorry, we're not having you on two hundred then." That's right. And it still sold over a million. people. Yeah, when somehow. Connor lost, I was behind his family, so that's why I remember it. So yeah, that anyway. must have been fun. They, they must, have, mo- must his, have been very uh, quiet. <laughs> his mom, she didn't watch a single second of the first round, and then she left after the first. She wow. just sat and like buried her head, so because yeah. she was front row. Yeah. Although he, he had successes in that fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Nate was okay being a punching bag and didn't go down. So, yeah. so do you see the UFC now? Are they back on the rise? Because they were in a huge lull there for a while. 
you know, what I said about this particular card is the beauty was that if you came back to watch GSP and you'd been away from the sport for a while, you got to see how evolved it is now and how, mm-hmm. how crazy it is now. That was the ultimate card for the UFC to win back people yes. that had yep. been diehard fans because people forget when it was at its peak on like Spike TV back in the day with mm-hmm. Chuck Liddell and George and Anderson in his, in his prime, like those numbers were really, really big. Like they were doing consistently big numbers. That's kind of tapered off a little bit, and I don't know if it's because the climate of media has changed, that, that everything's more digital. That they There's been no good now. cards. As yeah, well, <laughs> well you, could, yeah, you could argue that <laughs> this year. This year, there haven't been a lot of juicy cards, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. They're wait- they must be salivating. They can't get Connor back quick enough. I agree, and I think you know, all signs are pointing to Connor coming back for that December 30th card against Ferguson. Dana says it looks like a deal is going to get done. What they're going to have to give up, you know, time will tell. It could be a, a stake in the company. And if I'm the UFC, I do give up a stake in the company. You know, 1% of the company is worth $43 million. Wait. So wow. Explain why. Explain that to the uninitiated. Well, you know, the other option was co-promotion. And I think that co-promotion sets a bad precedent. But if you say, listen, this guy's pulling the kind of numbers that we've never seen before. We need to reward him. And if we reward him with a stake in the company, he's going to be more compelled for the company to succeed. But there's uh, another argument that says, you know... Ronda was on top too, and like nobody thought, as you pointed out, no, no one thought she could possibly be beat. She could have probably made an argument for that too. Obviously, that would have been a horrible deal now, right? I mean, I don't know. Is are you setting a precedent at that point? It took Ronda a long time to pull Connor numbers, and you know, you're, you're right about Connor and how long this could last. If you look at the champions that he would have to face, I actually put out a poll on Twitter today. Uh, asking which champion people thought would be the easiest champion for him to beat. And I think that's a tough question because you're looking at Max Holloway, you're looking at Tony Ferguson, Tyron Woodley, and GSP. And I don't think he's moving up to 185. I don't think he could get up to 185, no. um, you know, without some special medicine. Um, but Tyron would be tough because Tyron would take him down, lay on top of him, and I don't think he'd know what to do. Yeah. Tony is one of the most diverse strikers and submission experts in the sport, and that's a tall order. He's beaten Max Holloway. But since he's beaten Max Holloway, Holloway's won with 12, 13 in a row and is the champion at 145 now. Plus, the new look, Connor, I think, would have a lot of difficulty getting back to yeah, 145. Yeah, yeah. He had difficulty before, and now he's bulkier. I mean, he, you saw how big he was against Floyd. Yeah. He's more comfortable probably cutting down to 155 and then fighting at around 175 it, on fight night. Was the, the last time he was at 145 was when he looked near death? That, yeah. Yeah, because he did. Yeah, and he beat Aldo terrifying. in 13 seconds. Yeah. Right. Because he, never, he hasn't defended a title. So let's get back to GSP because they're they're talking about him at 185 and 170, and there's so many different. I mean, you take Ty Woodley on on one hand, but everyone seems to agree that he's going to stay at 185 and defend it there. Correct? Well, that's what they're saying. Um, as we've known with the UFC, sometimes what they say isn't what they mean. Here's where I think things get tricky, and I've noticed a lot of seeds getting planted in the last week. Strangely, a week ago today, they announced UFC 221 would be in Australia. And if there's going to be a card in Australia, you'd be absolutely bonkers not to have... Sorry about the curse word, by the way, bonkers. I've got to take it easy here. Uh, you'd be crazy not to have Whitaker headline that card. Right. I mean, Whitaker is the Australian market right now. George St. Pierre is not going to Australia in February. We're talking about three months. I mean, George St. Pierre once took a fight which he considered was... On short turnaround, it was like five months, and that was you know a, a long time ago. Current thirty-six-year-old George St. Pierre isn't fighting in February you know in Australia. Who would take that fight in three days. Cowboy Cerrone. Well, yes. Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping. Bisping would take it on. Yeah, I mean, well, he took Rockhold in two weeks and beat him. Yeah. So maybe he likes these short notice what's, fights, not training them. What's left for Bisping? Does he get another fight? He's not going to get another title shot or no, anything. No, I but... think Bisping's going to fight in London in March, and that's be a Jay uh, predicted. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's against Yoel Romero, mm-hmm. although that would be a tough fight for him. But, you know, Bisping's never shied away from t- tough fights. A lot of the times the UFC will throw guys a bone and say, okay, it's this guy's last fight. We're going to give him a beatable opponent. You saw yeah. it with Uriah Faber. You saw it with Brad Pickett, who subsequently lost that fight. <laughs> but uh, I think they might give him a more beatable opponent um, in London, although he might ask for Romero. There's, like, legit beef there, and that would be a sellable fight. What did they take in on the gate at Madison Square Garden? Because that must have been massive. It was over $6 million. It was the third uh, biggest gate in MSG history. In wow. terms of the crowd, from, again, it's hard to tell you're watching on pay-per-view. It didn't seem as um, maybe intense, maybe loud as I expected to be up until the GSP fight, as you pointed out. Was, is that a fair assessment, maybe? From what I saw, it was fairly loud throughout the evening. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in the backstage area, so I wasn't out there with the crowd. But the crowd didn't seem... 
until the main event, noticeably louder between fights, I don't know, seven and second last from the, the card or whatever it was. Even early in the card, it seemed like there were people there in the upper decks. But, you know, cage side during the first fights, you didn't see a lot of people. No. So your, your prediction, as we said, Dana basically came out after the fight and said it's Whitaker. Do you think, though, that he wants to stay at 185, or would he rather go down to 170? But he fights at 170. My God, Woodley, there's so many great fighters there and dangerous ones. Yeah, it's a really tough question because I think George is in business right now. Yeah. George wants big fights, but I think George is the big fight. Like George is one of these guys that's going to sell regardless of who he's against. We've seen him with a big comeback. He came back four years layoff, looked better than ever, really. He got a finish. And, you know, George St. Pierre is not a guy that's known to get a finish, let alone in a weight class, you know, one above the one he's used to fighting. Um, I think that if Whitaker fights in February, it'll be against Rockhold. And if Rockhold beats him, I don't know what happens. Like, I, I just don't know if it's a sellable fight. That said, Whitaker could say, you know, Australia is nice and everything, but so is a huge payday fighting GSP. I'll wait as long as it takes. Right. So if I'm Robert Whitaker, that's probably the move. But given that the, the card's in Australia, that might incentivize him to stay and, and defend that interim belt, which is kind of strange. Is Rockhold a tough matchup for Whitaker? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rockhold's a tough dude. Mm-hmm. That said, you know, we saw Bisping knock out oh. Rockhold. Oh yeah, and we were Whitaker, yeah, we and were, Bisping's uh, your pal. Yeah, we were sitting beside behind uh, Tommy Lee, behind Tommy Lee, cool. behind Tommy Lee, bombed Tommy Lee. I think I think Rockhold. I think this Demi Lovato thing messed him up, Aaron. You think Demi Lovato was the the crutch for Why, Rockhold? Well, he won his last fight. He won against David. Are they Branch. together still? No, I don't think so. no, she wants to get back with Wilmer Valderrama. I don't know if you guys keep up on this TMZ stuff. Uh, Wilmer, what is he doing now? Wilmer, Valderrama. Yeah, he's surviving he on, on his seventy show, show residuals. residuals. Yeah, he was on that. Uh, uh, what was that Tom Cruise movie that they made into a show? Oh. Minority Report, I believe he was on that show. Didn't last. What? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> How many episodes was that? Two. They filmed the pilot in Toronto, and then I think it lasted eight when they moved to LA. Okay. But they should have stayed in Toronto. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Wilmer's too big for this. So this well, thanks for coming this in. This is awesome, my friend. This is fantastic having you here. You're very, you're very good. Uh, you're going to be on the TV show a little later on too. You excited? I can't wait. You guys have makeup, right? Nope. Oh man, I'm I'm in trouble. Guess yeah. who's down in makeup right yeah. now? This is not a word of a lie. Probably your favorite artist, Anne Murray. Wow. Yeah, I saw that the uh, the press release came out for the big exclusive. That's gonna be that's gonna be a bomb. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah, so bombshell. We're, bombshell. Not as bomb, soon as you're bombshell. out of here, we are uh, we are gonna wrap this up and we're gonna run down and be little fanboys and get a picture. Okay. Very quickly, Aaron, also a big music fan. Uh, top three albums of the year. Go. Oh my God, you're putting me on the spot. Vince Staples. Love that album. Um, we had him on the show. Vince Staples. He was we, so nice. I played a video game with him. Yeah, that Vince Staples album is phenomenal. Um, man, this is a, this is a tough one. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Vince Staples, think, you yeah, got one. Vince Staples is my number one, uh, and uh, from there it just kind of the, I'm, I'm juggling pieces. Vince Staples, a clear number one for you this year. Yes, sir. The Big Fish is that the one? Yeah. Big Fish, yeah. Uh, Big Fish Theory. Big Fish Theory. Aaron Bronstetter, uh, you are awesome, my friend. Thank you very much. We'll uh, I'm gonna have you on again soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. That's okay, right. we gotta wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, we gotta go. Uh, we gotta go find Ann. Can we do? Uh, TV theme vault before we go? Oh, do we have a TV theme? I didn't come up with one, but okay, hide your eyes. I'm going to write it down. Hide your eyes. They're watching you. Yes! <laughs> Look at this guy. What a life he was leading. One of his, they were all in Vietnam together. And then where's Rick? There's Rick. What did Rick do? Was he a clown? Is he like a manager, wasn't he? I think he's like a real estate agent or something. How could there be this much? The thing I, the thing I don't get about all these shows that took place in Hawaii, is there that much crime in Hawaii? <laughs> Magnum. Like, oh, when that when TC goes into the helicopter dive to start that, oh, yeah. and I always think of the guys in the studio belting that out. They're just like, oh, they oh. must be. Listen to that. Yeah, we. Well, <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah, they're like we nailed this theme. Like, wait till CBS gets a hold of this. That was a hit. I remember watching that.
big hit show. Um, well, listen, that was a blast. Got a couple of great guests. Christoph, just killing it. Great job, buddy. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, send us your tweets. Tell us what you think of the podcast. Love to hear from you. Yeah, and make sure you tell any old friends how to listen to podcasts. Yeah, how about your old friends? The more you know. Bye-bye. They're going home! This is the Jay and Dan Podcast, presented by Coors Light.